Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us for part two of a terrific and very informative interview with Pastor Kellyanne Peterson. Kelly is a pastoral counselor who trains other church leaders to bring emotional healing to their congregations. And she also does one-on-one counseling for those in need as well. She's the author of a great book titled Wounded Heart, Graceful Warrior, A Journey from Abuse to Victory. We've been discussing that in part one. She's also the founder of Everyday Wisdom for Families. And you can obtain information on these services at www.everydaywisdomforfamilies.com using the number four in place of the F-O-R. Amen? Now, if you missed any, and I mean any of the prior episode with Kellyanne in part one, you need to go back and catch up. She was sharing some true nuggets that could set you or someone you care about free from domestic and emotional abuse. Amen. All right, let's jump back into this interview now with Kellyanne Peterson. Well, something else happened as well, or should I say almost happened. Uh, can you share with us how the Lord used you to protect your husband from certain death? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now this was before I was saved. Okay. Um, but I was reading my Bible during that time. And so it seemed like every time I read my Bible, something great happened. Anyways, <laughs> it was a party. It was 4th of July. Um, I was watching all the children because our neighbors next door, these are the ones where, you know, where the Lord showed up, the devil showed up and I went to the neighbors and they all said, let's get high. So these are my neighbors. Um, So anyways, I stayed sober because no one was watching any of the children. There was about 20 kids there. Everybody was drinking and doing other drugs. Um, Anyways, by the time evening came, a lot of the families left, took their children and I needed to put my children to bed. So I'm getting ready to put my children to bed. And I literally saw a vision that my husband was dead and face up in the water or face down in the water. Cause we lived on a, a lake and that terrified me. So I'm thinking I need to go find him. Like I need to find out what's going on. So my children were asleep in their room. And it was a quiet neighborhood. So I wasn't afraid like someone's going to break in or take him or anything. So I walk next door and I'm walking down the steps and I see him surrounded by about, I don't know, six or eight guys, um, big, muscular bound, strong guys. Now, my husband was a big, strong man. Anyways, he was in construction. So he had a, a good, solid build. But these guys were bigger and stronger um, and they had him surrounded. And I could tell by looking at them, they were very, very angry. And so I walked over by him and I just felt in my spirit, like I need to turn on the charm. You know what I mean? I mean, to not make sure I'm not a threat. So I was like, oh, honey, I've been looking for you. The kids are asleep. We have time alone. Come on. You know, and all these guys were just like, you know, anyways, 
It was an interesting scene. So I finally get my husband to follow me. And the guys were all pushing him, you know, lucky your missus came along or you wouldn't be living. And so I bring him home. He follows me. And it's kind of weird that he's just sheepishly following me because that was definitely not his personality. But he followed me. We go into the house. Um, and well, anyways, things didn't go well for me for the rest of the night because that was the beating, one of the most severe beatings I received that night, but I got him and he's, he was saved. So the next morning I wake up, I'm furious because, you know, I'm bruised from head to toe and he's perfectly safe. And I'm thinking, you know what, God, why don't you just let me let him die? Like he's such a jerk. (laughs) Um, I'm sure I said more words than jerk, but nonetheless, (laughs) (laughs) I've gone PG since then. Um, and Anyway, so I'm out there. I'm furious. Um, it took me like, I don't know, half hour to just walk down to the lake, you know, which was at the end of my yard, which was not a big yard, but I was just that much pain. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? Should have just let him die. And the Lord said, but he showed me like more of the picture. He showed me with my husband dead in the water, beaten, severely beaten. Um, and bloodied and he had blood all around his body and the my two children right which were about two ish um and well they're about 15 months apart so maybe six months and two years old and the children crying like why is daddy dead what's wrong with daddy like why is he floating here and then all of a sudden i realized like wow this is not just about me this just just can't you know be like this um and I just, I just had mercy. I had mercy for my husband, which was really weird because he was a jerk. <laughs> I had mercy for my husband. I had mercy for my children. And I knew that the Lord was right. And so in a sense, by saving his life, and I know that I did. I mean, I know for a fact, those guys were going to kill him. Um, and it's interesting because that's the very last beating I ever had for my husband. Mm. The very last one. Um, and we separated shortly after that because the Lord gave me the strength to know that this wasn't right. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I met the Lord and him and I got back together and he stayed sober for about five or six months. And we had the most amazing part of our marriage during that time. Mm. Um, but never, ever, even later when he began to drink and got violent, the Holy Spirit would have me sit on his lap with my with his hands underneath my knees. And we would talk and he would go through the crying and all the pain in his life. And then when he would go to the anger, I don't know what the Holy Spirit did, but he did something. And my voice changed. It became soft, became compassionate. It, there was no judgment. And with putting a little bit of more pressure on his hands <laughs> so that his hands weren't moving, he would just go through the anger stage and go back into the crying. And um, anyways, in the end, you know, I was working with a counselor. She goes, you can't let him keep staying in your home. I mean, yes, he's not abusing you now, but you still can't let him be in the home drinking like that around the kids. And so I'm like, okay, well, I made an appropriate plan for us to say, look, I'm married to you. I'm staying married to you. This is what the scripture says. I'm going to honor the Lord's word. um, And I'm going to honor that you're worth investing in. Um, You know, we'd had that five or six months and it was beautiful. So I could see a glimpse of who this guy really could be. And 
you know what he said to me as he walked out the door? He goes, I hate you. And I'm like, you hate me? <laughs> He's like, I hate you because you just love me too much. And, and you're not judging me anymore. And you're making it really hard for me to be mean to you because you're so nice all the time. And, and I just feel loved by you all the time. And I don't like it. So I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there you go. If, if you're going to be accused of being a bad wife, it might as well be the wife who loves you too much. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 Yeah. And, and you said he he's passed on. Was it shortly after that or? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I honestly, um, that was Memorial Day weekend. I know specifically because we had planned it. I went to an Al-Anon meeting shortly after that and met this lady. I call her the the angel in the Hawaiian shirt. I met this lady I'd never met before. She came up to me during the coffee break and said, oh, the Lord has a word for you. Do you have a Bible? And I'm like, well, no, I just have my Al-Anon book. You know, I wasn't really sure you were supposed to carry Bibles back then. Um so I wrote down all these scriptures, came home, and it said, tyranny will be far from you and terror will be far removed. And when I read those scriptures, they just wrapped around my entire being. But they also said that you um, you will no longer remember the remorse of your widowhood. And I'm thinking, widowhood? Mm. I'm not a widow. You know, I'm thinking, well, maybe me and Paul are going to get divorced. I'm, you know, all kinds of crazy thoughts. I'm anyway, so I marked it, wrote it down, you know, June 27th. Um, Paul had already left and gone to Alaska. That's where he decided to go, um, you know, mend his wounds, if you will. And I get a call in September, a few months later, um, and he died in a car crash drinking and driving. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know this is all a process, but how things been going since then, you know, since you became a Christian and, and you got called into this aspect of ministry and things like that. Well, I'm pretty sure Paul had already died before I had that under the table Mm. experience. And um, I think within a few months of that, I met a man Oh, well, I suppose probably should have told you that after Paul died, <laughs> I started dating that guy and we held hands. Um, I was praying one night, Lord, am I ever going to get married again? Like I'm a single mom with two kids and I don't have to, I'm good with you, but what? And he said, um, with another like sonic boom, um, and our whole house shook. I actually thought we had an earthquake on Cape Cod. Um, and he <laughs> said, I'm like, just give me a name. He said, Joshua. I'm like, okay. Anyways, um, I married a man named Joshua in 1991. Mm. We've been married for 31, 32 years, somewhere in there. I'm really bad at the math. (laughs) Amen. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, Josh was raised in a Christian home, very compassionate man. His dad was a psychiatrist. His mom was a, uh, she was a, play therapist type nurse. So she was also did psychological work. Um, and he just, he just, he just understood mental illness and all these things. So when he saw my PTSD, he instantly was like, okay, well, let's go get a little bit more training and we'll figure out how to work with this stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been an amazing marriage. It's been an amazing marriage. Um, and Yeah. I mean, when the Lord said, I'll never be abused again, since that promise in June, I was never, ever, ever abused again. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. So you really had 
your start then and sort of in the divine intervention aspect of prayer and ministry, right? Yeah, completely, completely. And then in 2000, yeah, pretty sure it was 2000, 1999, 2000, we were introduced to um, what they now call uh, TPM, Transformational Prayer Ministry by Ed Smith. We were introduced to his ministry through a friend of mine, and it was so similar to what the Lord did with me all by myself, you know <laughs> what I mean, during my prayer times and my journaling times and stuff that I was like, I, you know, I was telling Josh, we got to study this. Like, this is exactly what I've been trying to explain to all you guys for all these years that, you know, that this is kind of what it was like, you know, for me in these prayer moments. And, you know, and I think that's where I have so much hope is that, you know, you can see a counselor when their office is open and they're not busy seeing someone else. But you can see the Holy Spirit 24 mm-hmm. yeah. 7. You know, some of these moments happen in the middle of the night for me, you know, because I wake up in a nightmare and the Holy Spirit just comes in and goes, let's heal the root of this fear and terror for you right there. And that's actually a skill you can learn for yourself. And that's what I teach the people that I speak at, how they can learn this connection and how to do this. Amen. Amen. So when, when did the Lord transition you from the divine intervention towards the divine healing type of ministry? I think it it officially showed up when I started working as a family intervention specialist in New Mexico in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, my job was working with family systems. So I would have one client, it could have 30 people and that one client. So that client was a family. So if the grandparents were taking care of the kids, the parents had to have a history of incarceration. So they were either in jail at the time or just gotten out or been in and out and things. And so my job was to go in and try to get this whole family system to work. So one of the families I worked with was in a domestic violence relationship. Um, And the mom talked with me a little bit. The dad refused to talk to me at all, but he did respect me because I demanded respect, um, if you will. And that's a certain spiritual thing that (laughs) you need to learn. Um, And but the kids opened up to me incredibly. And so I talked to the middle school middle school daughter and taught her how to do like a safety plan. So if the drugs are flowing, the alcohol is flowing, the violence looks like it's coming, take your younger siblings and go here and do this and do that and this and that. And, and you know, of course, she had memorized my phone number. Um, and so call me. And so she called me and um, I called the police. We met um, outside the scene, we drove up to the scene together. Um, and that started an incredible journey. Well, it was a long 24 hours because one of the kids got kidnapped and we had to deal with the police. And let me tell you, I so much honor cops who are willing to just care for the people who are involved. And I had the most amazing police officers during that 24 hours. And, you know, that's a couple of different shifts. So there's different yeah. people who were there and everything. And they were just really lovely at helping us find this missing boy, deal with all the drama that was around there and everything. Um, and that just, that just opened everything. Like the mom the next day was supposed to go to the courthouse and file for a restraining order. And the Holy spirit woke me up after four hours of sleep and was like, she's not going to want to go. 
And I'm like, so what do I do? He goes, you're going to be my presence for her. And we're not going to let her say no, because it's her time to say yes. And I was like, okay. So after four hours of sleep, I drive over there and I'm standing at the door and, you know, the daughter who loves me opens the door and she's like, oh, well, my mom said she's not feeling good today. I am like, just tell her I'll wait right here until she's ready to go. Amen. So, yeah. yeah, this lady's testimony is actually in my first book, uh, Remember the Bible. <laughs> um, and so that's why I can share it with you. But, you know, and the, and the mom to this day, you know, we're dear friends. She She's like, I couldn't believe I knew you were going to like something told me that you were not like the other social workers and you weren't just going to leave and come back and be frustrated. I knew you were going to sit there like five or six hours and I just need to take a shower and go with you because you were never going to stop. <laughs> Amen. 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 You know, so, and I wasn't aggressive. I was very Kellyanne, a graceful warrior. I was going right. to stand there and let the Holy Spirit make some changes. And it did. And that family, it's amazing because that family just transitioned. And if I have a few more minutes, I'd love to tell this story. Go ahead. So this mom and I became close, but and she separated from the guy. I was teaching memory techniques. So I had taught her a Jewish song that has all the names of the Lord in it. And one of them is the Adonai Elohim Sevarot, which is the commanders of the armies of heaven. It's the commander you read of in Revelations, right? Mm -hmm. And so I taught her this song and she loved to sing it and she taught it to her children. Well, anyways, her um, ex showed up on drugs and violent. So he came in, started smashing the house. She come came out to where he was. He took her, grabbed her by the hair, pulled her straight to the ground. As he did that, she said the Lord's name and that phrase from that song. And this man beats her severely destroys everything. Okay. That's his pattern, especially on drugs. And the level that he was on was pretty extreme. She said, he just froze like a statue and he ran out the door. Mm. And she said, I didn't know if I should call the cops. I don't know what's going on. So she's like, so I'm calling you. What do I do? I'm like, just keep, <laughs> singing, keep singing the song. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just keep, if that were keep going, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> So what's interesting is because these people are still on my client role, I cannot deny a visit with this man if he requests it. Okay. So a few days later, I get a call from this guy and he goes, Miss Kellyanne, we need to meet. And I'm like, okay. So I talked to my supervisors. They're like, go to a public restaurant with lots of people, <laughs> you know, someplace really safe. So I'm like, okay. So I show up and the guy's got his arms crossed. You know, he's got gang tattoos all over his neck. Um, he's got his legs crossed. And I tell everybody, he even had his eyebrows crossed. I mean, he did not look like a friendly person. So I'm sitting down. I'm like, so, hey, how you doing? He looks at me and he goes, what did you say to my wife? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. What are you talking about? You told her something. You taught her something. You did something to her. She's different now. And I was like, well, I introduced her to Jesus. And he goes, no, that's not it. She said something when I was going to beat her the other day. And I'm like, you remember that? He goes, I don't usually, but I did. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I, I taught her, you know, I, what I just explained with you. 
And he goes, I had to leave because, and all of a sudden this guy burst into tears. We're in the middle of this restaurant, surrounded by people, burst into tears. And he goes, I've never felt so loved in my life. Mm. And I had to leave. Anyways, he's become a Christian. He married a different woman and has children and and they're strong in the Lord. And she married a different guy and they're strong in the Lord. And um, it's, it's been, it's been an incredible journey, but that was very much the beginning of when I transitioned into being a healing help with Yeshua to other people's lives. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, tell us about your book, Wounded Heart, Graceful Warrior, A Journey from Abuse to Victory. What's, what's this all about? Well, the first thing in the book is a biblical prophecy. I asked Yeshua, why am I writing this book now? Why is this important? And he said, because my people, my children are in a domestic violence relationship with the world and they don't even recognize it. Mm. And I want to show them how to heal from these lies, these entrenched beliefs that they have that keep them victims to something that is so abusive to them. And so I wrote my journey. And the first, it's like in three parts. The first part is a little bit about the abuse and those details, some of the stories we shared today, then the healing part of the book, like the, the beliefs that I had that are universal um, to people have been abused, whether they're male or female. And then the third part is kind of some of the testimonies and stories of the people that we've done work with so far. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's good. And, and you know, your website, Everyday Wisdom for Families. Tell us about that. Um, Everyday Wisdom for Families is where I did a 40-day fast and I asked the Lord, you know, how do I teach parenting in a way that is beyond your traditional do this, do that techniques? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of do this, do that parenting things bring shame and guilt. And if you can't do it exactly the way they say it, then you feel like a bad parent and stuff like that. And um you know, working with that family I just told you about, the other people, reunification and foster care. I learned a lot of stuff. And all these things I learned was every time I showed up at a client, I'm praying, you know, Holy Spirit, your words, not mine, your wisdom, not mine. I know if you don't speak revelational truth into this person's life, nothing I say matters, right? And so when I was leaving that and going out on my own and starting Everyday Wisdom for Families in 2009, I just prayed and fasted for 40 days and he showed me biblical principles that are universal in families. So this stuff you can use with your infant child. You can use it with your spouse. You can use it with your parents. I mean, it's universal principles on how the Lord created us, how each person, and because they're principles, they can be applied to every person in every situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, that's where everyday wisdom for families comes in. And so I, I have group coaching and I have one-on-one parent coaching. Um, and then I also do a little bit of memory techniques in there for people who, you know, families bump into a lot of issues with memory, learning disabilities, et cetera. And so I do some of that there too. And so, yeah, I'm kind of have fun with all these things. 
Amen. Well, Kellyanne, this has been so interesting. And the work that you're doing is so needful in this day and time. If someone wanted more information to ask a question, maybe even to do an interview such as this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Well, you can get a hold of me um, through my websites, obviously, Everyday Wisdom, the number four, families.com. Um, or you can also reach out to um, Journey to Shalom. And that's the number two. And the reason why it's the number two is because we never walk in this world alone. The Lord is always with us. So journey number two, shalom.org. Amen. Amen. And and the first one, with everyday wisdom for families is the number four. It is the number four, or it can be F-O-R. I bought both oh, because okay. <laughs> sometimes I forget to Smart say that. Movie. Smart move. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. But how can someone order a copy of your book, Wounded Heart, Graceful Warrior, Journey from Abuse to Victory? If you give me um, a day or two, I'm going to have the pre-order starting. That will be that book will be launching January 1. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So outstanding. So we'll put links to that down. So if you need, if you want to get on the pre-order list, email Kellyanne Peterson, right? Do you have your email or you want to yeah, go through the website? My, yeah, you can go through my website or my email is everydaywisdomfor for families. That's plural at the end at gmail.com. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all that down below. Folks, emotional, verbal, and physical abuse, unfortunately, is very real. It impacts every person differently, but affects every victim totally. Many do not know where to turn to or who to trust. If you or someone you care about is experiencing this type of abuse, I urge you get help immediately before it gets worse and reach out to someone who can give you guidance, godly guidance, such as Kellyanne Peterson. Reach out to her by clicking the links down below. Sign up for her services. It will bless you immensely. Pastors, ministry leaders, click the links, reach out to her, see how she can come in and help you minister to those in your church that are hurting right now as well. Do this right now while you're thinking about, you know how the devil works. If you say, well, I'll do it later, he's going to bring something up to try and make you forget. Do it right now. If the Holy Spirit is moving you, do it right now. Amen. Kellyanne, I do appreciate your, you coming on the program today and sharing all this information with us. And thank you for taking the time out of your schedule just to, to take this extra time to visit with us. I do so appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a lovely experience. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Kellyanne Peters and myself, this is Pastor Bob Ryan. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this. 
your voice, reaching thousands, your story, inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.